0: Hello, this is your host, Tim Lanius. In this episode, I am passing the mic to Wes McChristian. Wes joined AmericanEagle.com in 2011 as a project manager and has since become the leader of AmericanEagle.com's Kentico practice, where he provides oversight and direction to a team of project managers and helps execute priorities alongside development resources. Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I'm your guest host, Wes McChristian, Global Kentico Practice Director at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're going to be diving into digital maturity and its connection to customer experience. To discuss this, I'm joined by special guest, Jonathan Aino, Customer Experience Manager at Kentico. Jonathan, would you mind sharing a quick introduction about yourself and your your role at Kentico?
1: Yeah, sure. No problem. So, uh, as you mentioned, uh, I'm Jonathan but uh, people here in Kentico, they call me Frenchy, uh, And you can guess why, uh, because of the stupid accent. But I'll try to, to, to make it comfortable for you today. Uh, so I'm, as you said, the Customer Experience Manager in Kentico, which means that I'm basically responsible for positive experience of the customer, but also the partners with the, the platforms. With that simply, in a few words, my role is to define touch points, collect the data, analyze the data, Create the personas, the, the profiles, the ideal client profiles, for example. Map the journey, create the, the this customer journey mapping and partner journey mapping also, and try to and it's, it's very important and try to act on this uh, on this feedback and on this mapping by by creating some actionable that will uh, help us to to improve the overall customer experience uh, here in Cantico.
0: I love that. That sounds great. I think that's that's what we try and preach to our clients every day, right? Is uh, build a plan, form the strategy, measure on it, act on it. But um, let's let's dive in. You know, I think I think it might help to give our listeners maybe just a quick definition of maybe some of the topics we want to cover here in the in the session. You know, specifically digital maturity and customer experience. Would you mind maybe laying a foundation for us for these things? You know, we'll build off that through our discussion here.
1: Well, these this, this are a very uh, crucial terms, let's say, uh, for what I'm doing and for every people should be doing. Uh, the, the fun part is that they are actually quite, uh, we are using them as a synonym here in Cantico: uh, customer experience and digital maturity. They both, for us, they both refer to the company's level of sophistication, let's say, to, to measure and deliver digital customer experience across uh, the touch points. The, the, the fun part also is that quite often I see the, the, the confusion between the term digital maturity and its close friend of digital transformation. Mm. That's maybe the better definition is to go actually by the opposite. Digital maturity is not digital transformation. Digital transformation is about leveraging digital technologies and adjusting business processes. And digital maturity is really about understanding what the insights are telling you and how you can be able to proactively act on it. Uh, so that's, that's really, the, for me, the, the, the main difference between these two terms. And so the, a good point of the definition of digital experience maturity, I just say measuring and delivering, and that's the really important part. Uh, I think that to be considered as a digitally matured company, you should be able to understand who are your customers, what are their behaviors, or, their, or what are their feelings, or they act on the different stages of the journey with you. But, and it's really important, you must also have the ability to, uh, to hopefully act on this insight efficiently to really improve the experience. Uh, I'm saying that because in my line of work, I, see, I saw a lot of, 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 uh, of people and especially C-level people, they are really, really uh, happy because they, they have ordered some customer journey mapping because it's kind of buzzword. So they said, okay, we need a customer journey mapping. They made a company for them uh, most of the time. Then they are looking at it and say, wow, we have a customer journey mapping, and they put it into a drawer, and, they <laughs> and job done. But that's not a job done, because actually, if you don't leverage this insight, if you don't act on it, that's half of the job done, i will say.
0: You guys have done a great job of building some material, let's call it, and I'll let you plug it later, so save that. But you know, in my mind, I think part of what you're speaking about is sort of the difference between strategic thinking and tactical thinking as well. Right, this idea that, you know, we're not only going to form a plan, but then we're going to slot in individual building blocks into our competency in our day-to-day operations in order to achieve a certain goal. And, you know, I think there's a there's a precedent for like just kind of leveraging technology and purchasing technology, but without both of those layers, both the strategic thinking and the tactical thinking, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's it's easy for maturity not to increase or transformation to fall flat. And I think maybe I'll use that as a segue too, To I think, you know, maybe the next important part here is, you know, the champions that you have in place on your team are very, very important for increasing maturity and leveraging transformation in, into the business operations. So maybe from, from your perspective, who is this conversation relevant for, right? As we're talking about digital maturity and transformation, who, who, who inside of you know, our end users organizations are we speaking to?
1: You mean in terms of what kind of companies we are talking about, what kind of verticals? Or is that, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, so both, um, I think it's both verticals and I think stakeholders, right? So Kentico okay. has this precedent for speaking to the small team marketers. Uh, right, in their historic low-code, no-code sort of approach. But mm-hmm. but I think, you know, in our in our discussions and, and, and leading up to this, right, I think you have some some notes about, you know, how digital experience for customers is key to survival, you know, as well as uh, yeah, you know, a couple yeah, other that, factors, that's, right?
1: That's what I will say is that actually, uh, digital maturity, uh, contrary to what you might think uh, from, from outside, digital maturity is important for everybody. And uh, it's a key of survival for 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 a lot of people, especially in this, let's say, uh, very digital uh, post-COVID world we are living in. Uh, we, we saw it again with the COVID situation. There were a lot of businesses; they were not uh, they were in a lot of trouble because they were not ready uh, to deliver, uh, let's say, just an optimal digital experience to their to their customers. Could be just the story of this uh this bookstore uh at the corner uh we were not able just to have a correct website where the clients went, uh, can go and order some books and i'm not even speaking about having a complete e-commerce solution i'm just talking about just simple website with the possibility to contact the owner of the bookstore and say hey can you deliver it to me because i i can't go out of my flat right now uh so that was just an example but I say that in general, not even speaking about this kind of extreme situation, we know from the, from the statistic, we know from Forbes uh, statistic, for example, that 75 or 74% of the customers uh, are likely to make a purchase only based on the, uh, the, the experience, the digital experience they had with a brand. And that's a very really important number, very really significant numbers. It, it means this number means that attracting people to your website, it's good. It's very really good if you manage to attract people to your website, but it's, it's not longer enough to, to, let's say, to beat the competition or to, just to, to survive. Because now you need, you need to attract people, but you need to welcome them, you need to engage them, you need to impress them, you need to uh, nurture your clients. And that's, that's all what is about uh, digital maturity and by extension digital transformation. Just a quick note because I re- just realized I'm talking a lot about customers and clients this kind of terms uh but I, actually i think we shouldn't forget that uh, customer response management it's also applicable to a lot of different areas and a lot of different verticals such as i don't know non-profit or education where we are not talking about clients for real but just take another example of uh, an university if you are not able uh, if you're not a digital mature university you're not able to provide a good digital experience to your students, so they will, it will probably impact their quali- the quality of the studies, uh, the ability to to really progress and at the end of the line, it will impact the reputation of your university. I'm not sure if you have this kind of clients, for example, in, in American Eagle, but uh, I believe that customer experience can be applicable to a lot of people to finally answer your question after this long
0: No, 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 no. no, no. I think this this is good, right? Because I think, and I'm just kind of jotting some notes down here to make sure I address it. Because, you know, starting from the top, I think it feels like every time we have conversations like this, the pandemic comes up, you know, because COVID did, I think, set a precedent for radical transformation for those that, that were prepared and those that weren't. And to maintain a certain level of customer experience through those Fairly tumultuous times, right? With a lot of uncertainty globally. You know, I think we saw, and at least one client comes to mind here, where we saw a lot of consolidation, right? Both in terms of business operations, team size, as well as technology that was used in order to produce a given experience, right? To allow for, you know, a brand to uphold its values and still, you know, thrive, if you will. And so, I think that's an important part here too, is the transformation and the maturity is not a reflection of how many technologies you have in your ecosystem, but instead how you're using them. Right. So to, you know, go back to some of our earlier points. And I I think you're absolutely right. It's it's relevant for everybody and regardless of team size, because even the small teams are going to leverage a technology that they purchased in order to produce a meaningful customer experience. And, and that, I think, shifts to some of your later points too, right? Just to maybe address it specifically, because here in the United States, I think there's an enormous value now placed on EX or employee experience, right? So it's not just how do we produce an experience for our end users that are driving business value, but how do we produce value for our employees who need to use those tools to achieve that end outcome of of um, you know either increasing sales or increasing leads, if that if those teams don't have the tools that they need, then that's a really important part of this equation when we're talking about digital maturity in the context of not only customers but our employees in the way that they're leveraging user friendly and intuitive marketing technology to achieve meaningful outcomes, and with the Consolidation that's come, you know. I think, you know, we hope that everybody's sort of taken that lesson to heart to put customer experience first, and then by proxy, employee uh, experience experience then then follows. So, you know, maybe to transition a little bit, I think this is maybe a great foundation and kind of setting the stage for conversation. But I think there's probably some value in in also exploring how Kentico specifically views some of these topics. I think you guys have done a great job of telling the story of digital experience platforms through the lens of digital maturity. You know, for your specific interest in, in customer experience, would you maybe say a few more words on you know, how Kentico connects these topics together?
1: Well, first, first, I would like to say that I'm a big fan of this idea that employee experience is a, is a big part of the customer experience. There is no customer experience without a, a good employee experience. And by the way, I'm starting to think that after uh, doing the customer journey mapping, after doing the partner journey mapping, my next move will be to to remap really the employee uh, journey for, for Kentico. If you mean by your question what we are doing internally in Kentico to, to do that, I can, to, can tell you a bit, a bit about that. Uh, since we, we try to, let's say, live by your own principle and, and do what we say and practice what we preach. Uh, let's say so. Digital maturity it's it's important for us obviously inside Cantico. It's important as a strategy, as a product, but also as a, a like, like daily work for us. And what is really important is that I think that for most of the people, even inside Cantico, that is a DXP, so it's supposed to be a common theme. Digital maturity is something that that scares them a lot. Uh, a lot of people are scared by the the world of digital maturity and by what it implies. But it's actually very simple. I mean, my job on a a daily basis is very simple. I'm collecting data from different sources, and it's very simple to collect data from Google Analytics or to send a survey or to have interviews like like the one I have with you guys. Uh, Some months ago, I have an interview with you about the the way we are collaborating together with American Eagle. So that's a very good source of data for us. I'm doing some kind of abstract of these different insights. I'm putting them together, clusterizing them, grouping them by big uh, ideas, talking with the people around me, organizing some workshop uh, with the teams to, to cluster this insight, and I'm inserting them into the journey. We are using this model called the STDC. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, the C thing do care. It's an identity model of customer journey. Let's say it's a very simple, four stages uh, model with a dozen of sub-phases, obviously, inside. Uh, And I don't believe you can find this in many available customer journey mapping templates that you see on the market, but the most important part is there, is that I'm connecting this customer journey with what we are calling the opportunity solution tree, which means a tree of solutions with different branches and solutions solution and experiments to close the loop. And that's always, we are always going back to the same idea. Don't stop with the data, just try to act on it also. So that's basically what we are doing here in, uh, in, in Kentico uh, in terms of digital maturity. And that's why trying also to, to push to our uh, clients and to push to our partners uh, as an idea of uh, ideal customer experience management and customer and uh, digital maturity management. And
0: w- Would you mind explaining some of those those four phases? Because uh, I think, like from a framework perspective, sure. like like I think that's a very important narrative to understand, right? It's kind of this funnel idea, right, where it sort of starts wide. You've got four, but then down into I think you said potentially dozens of of outcomes. Would you mind maybe just saying a few words about that framework and and yeah, no, kind no, of how you how, how yeah. you've uh, employed it at Kentico? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. The interesting idea is that this is just a framework. Uh, so it can be flexible, very flexible. Right. That's the, the beauty of it. Uh, two companies will have very different sub phases uh, inside this, uh, this model. But if you're using this c think, do care model, basically it means that the first phase is the C phase where nobody cares about you. They don't, they don't know you. They don't need you. They are just, they are not active at all. Then you have the think phase where they are starting, the client is starting to consider that. It might add some needs or some trouble some problems that they need to solve so we find it will try to find a solution and all the think phase will be about identifying new solutions and comparing to competitors uh, basically doing their lfp sorry uh trying to see internally what are the issues and how we can fix them so they are trying to, to isolate a, a product that can be the solution to their problems then we have the do phase. The do phase is basically the sales phase. Let's say they are taking, uh, they are gaining in touch with the the solution, with the product. They will go through all the sales phases. From uh, they will be qualified as marketing qualified leads. Then they will become sales qualified leads, uh, and hopefully they will become a clients of the company. And then we start their uh, care phase. The last phase will be the the, the action phase, the implementation of the product. So, in our case, the implementation of Cantico by partner, for example, that's, that's where also American Eagle can, can come into it. if you were not there before in, in the sales phase, because it can happen also. But you will most of the time, in 90% of the case, you will be there uh, at least at this implementation phase. And uh, the support phase, like the usage of the tool, implementation of new uh, new features, because for now it's just a website, but it needs to be more than a website. You need also to use all the, the marketing features and the marketing automation features that we have in Kentico and that's very important for us to to push for that in that phase. and then you have at the end of this uh, phase, the happy phase of the renewal of the contract and hopefully the even yeah, let's add a dozen websites because we are so happy with Kentico that we will add a, a dozen websites to our license. That's basically the, the idea. And just to finish on this, my answer, the fun part is that when you are applying to this partner journey, the see, think, do, care is the same, but the sub-phases will be very different because there is no sales phase, uh, properly speaking, with with the partners. So the the think phase, the do phase, and the care phase will be more about progressing in the relationship with the partners, with American Eagle, or we can do better, for example, in terms of getting new leads in terms of uh, uh, supporting the, the more we can, the end user working together on, on the, on the problematics they can have.
0: I hope it's sort of coming into focus, right? That a positive customer experience can lead to increased customer loyalty, repeat purchases, positive word of mouth recommendations. You know, while we all know a negative customer experience is gonna result in lost customers and damage to business's reputation and the framework that you're describing is a way to ensure that we're investing our time and resources in the former and not the latter and you you're sort of touching on something important very important towards the end there right and th- th- all of these things right the customer experience it's independent of the channel where that experience actually occurred which just reinforces the importance of consistency and you know a, a business you know would want to improve its digital maturity you know, needs to focus on delivering exceptional customer experience across all the touch points, right? Because these high level categories that you've just unpacked for us, you, you said earlier, kind of this, made this comment about fear, right? Well, like maybe our SEO isn't as good as our email, but we still need to deliver the same consistent experience through some of those channels. And that brings this sort of very multifaceted view of customer experience and 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 transformation and maturity you know into into the conversation because i don't think there's any expectation ever that you know you boil the ocean and you do all of it well and so you know as a result being very kind of focused and intentional about applying something like the framework that you've described then produces benefit, not just for the customers, but but also for the business, because understanding those customer needs and behaviors, personalizing interactions, and you know, potentially even using technology and data to continuously improve the customer experience, this is, I think, a foundational component of what we're talking about in the context of maturity and transformation. So um, I think that that's excellent. And, uh, and I love hearing how you're using it and, and also how, how the, the same sort of philosophy can be applied to a number of other business applications.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's very wide. It's very wide open. And that's, that's what is very interesting actually with, uh, with this job also, because not, not, not today is the same for me, for example.
0: Right, right.
1: Since the customer journey is so wide, and the impact of the customer journey on the business is so wide, that you can have very different impacts from. Um, it could be marketing impact, it could be sales impact, it could be customer service impact. You can impact other. People. At the end, the, the the entire company will benefit from from this uh, from this new digital maturity that you will.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, I'm a probably a student of what I maybe would term a fairly pure agile mentality, right? And I think if we boil that down to its just finest, most granular components, agile is about taking a step forward, evaluating, and then deciding whether or not you take another step forward or you take a step back so that you can reorient yourself. And I think that's an important concept here too, right? This open-ended framework gives us the flexibility to make those decisions without necessarily assuming what is the outcome going to be you know because i you know I think we have to we have to remain flexible and iterative in our approaches for for how we how we apply things like this mm-hmm. but i but i do, I do think it raises a, an important point, and you set the stage for this earlier in the conversation, but it's the idea of measurement then as well, right so while we might not be assuming outcomes, but we are applying this framework, you know can we maybe have a quick discussion about the benefits of chasing that perfect customer experience and what it means to measure it, you know, from your experience, how are you applying some kind of maybe some measurement philosophies to ensure that, that this framework of customer journey of customer maturity is ultimately going to deliver value.
1: That's the, the best part. And also the nightmare part of my job, the, the, the KPIs, <laughs> but that... <laughs> but that's a good nightmare yeah. uh, like every month you have to, to 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 go back on it and then you realize that you're actually making progress so it's it's a good it's a good one uh the thing is that as i mentioned it's the, the customer journey is supposed to cover everything so the kpis and the measurement of the customer journey can be very wide and it will depends on your goals actually you you might have different goals so what i didn't mention is that in the customer journey there is one important layer, horizontal layer, let's say. Uh, you have the the layer of the customer's actions, the layer of the actions of the company, and then you have a specific layer called goals, goals and objectives, where you have, before jumping to the opportunity solution tree and before jumping then to the KPIs and measurements and, uh, of your success, with this customer journey mapping, you have the, the, the phase where you are trying to isolate what are your goals at each stage of the customer journey. And what could be the impact eventually for the company? And it's like kind of strange because customer journey mapping is is both a photography at the instant T of what is happening with your company and your clients, but it's also a projection to the future and where you want to be and where you, you want your customers to be in a in a few days, weeks, months, uh, years uh, with this. So the the, the measurement part uh will be related let's say to these goals. If your goals at one point is to really improve your brand awareness overall, because you are realizing with the customer journey mapping that this is one of your most important goals. And the, the measurement would be mostly focused on this the numbers of visitors on your website, the numbers of visitor on your uh G2 uh review page, this kind of things can be Uh, kind of uh, measurement but it could be also the number of mqs the number of sqs your commission rate your time to market your the rate of your customer service uh, answer Uh, it could be anything that's the beauty of it but that's also the difficulty of it because at one point it's also a big thing and i think that the most important thing to to say about uh kpis and measurement of the success is that there is no such things as a Bad customer experience management, I mean it's just about try and error, uh, as you mentioned it, uh, it's yeah it's it's this philosophy of try and error, so you trying things and you, then you see, okay, so it didn't work. let's try something else and, and that's why you have this opportunity solution tree with different branches that will guide you, and then you try these branches and it ends up not producing uh, as much results as you want, so you are jumping to another branch and let's try it for, for another one in the meantime, you will have make progress because we have, we have make another step. And another step is to want progress on the, on the path of uh, digital maturity. That's my point of view.
0: You know, I often will frame Kentico specifically as a aspirational technology because we have clients that take or try to take, or in fact are able to take a very nuanced view of their personas, right? From a demographic perspective, for example, right? It's like, maybe we're chasing. Vice presidents in the retirement age for trust and wealth management scenarios for let's say a financial institution. You know we have other clients that that are not taking such a nuanced view, and they're just saying, well, we want to, you know, acquire more new clients, right? From using the website as as a tool. You know, I think that's that's okay. You know, to be able to do that, and I'm actually. Thinking of a specific scenario where I, I spoke to a client recently where we're using some custom activity inside of the Kentico CDP in order to tie back end user activity to contact records, you know, in order to create that very nuanced view of activities that are happening on the page. That sort of strategy, I think, you know, I just love thinking about it in the context of, you know, how are we, how are we measuring? our maturity how are we measuring our outcomes you know and applying it to you know i think as we've said a couple times right practicing what we what we preach you know one important distinction here is i think total cost of ownership as well right cuz at the very minimum we're investing resources and operations in creating these frameworks you know it takes time to measure things it doesn't just happen overnight but i don't i don't know that total cost of ownership is a meaningful measure of either maturity or your perspective on customer experience. The Marcom stack being as congested and dense as it is today. um, I maybe joke a little bit, but we sometimes see the default mentality is like, just buy a new piece of technology and that's going to increase my maturity. And that's going to increase the rate of velocity on my transformation. And that's going to produce business value. And it's, Maybe not always the case as we you know hear the industry and our favorite buzzwords, of course, right? Not the least of which is, is this idea of composable. Do, do you guys see similar trends from your perspective, you know, sitting at the maybe more the, the DXP level?
1: I'm really happy that you, you're going on, on this field of, uh, of uh, TCO because it's actually one of our mantra right now and we are trying to, to really push on this to, to try to explain hard to, to that. One of the best thing with Kentico is that we have a very low uh, TCO compared to, to, to most of our competitors. Uh, it's funny also to see how the the, the composable uh, DXP was, a, was really a buzzword sometimes ago, but it, it looks like it's already replaced now by the DXC, this uh, digital experience composition. I don't know if you saw it going a few weeks ago uh the, the terms up is uh, quite recently but I, I won't be surprised i don't want to, to kiss and tell, but i won't be surprised if one of our competitors uh starting with site and finishing with core uh <laughs> will, will make it is uh, it's messaging uh about dxc in a few weeks. Let's let's see let's let's talk about that in a few weeks and let's see. Uh, let's see. What is important for us as Cantico, I think, is that it's not really the messaging and the the, the buzzword dxc, dxp. Headless CMS, whatever its name. The the important thing is what your clients, what your end clients will get at the end and if it will fit the proper needs that they have. Uh, I believe that internally we will more speak about ourselves as a hybrid flexible DXP if you want the the full uh, terms of the messaging. But uh, it means simply that you, you don't have to choose between out-of-the-box modular composable solution. The client client wants headless, or he thinks he wants headless because yeah, most of the time he he will come to you, he doesn't even know what it means headless, but he will come to you and say, yeah, I want headless, but okay, what is it? I've
0: I've had Uh, those conversations,
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) No problem, we we are not headless CMS properly, but for us, uh, as your below, the uh, ceo dominic pinter said it last month uh, adless is just a feature and we can deliver it uh, we can deliver adless if you want the, the important thing is at the end that we are able to understand the and as the world goal of the the customer experience also to understand the needs of the clients and that our partners are also aligned with this philosophy that, that the important point is what is the needs of the clients and how we can fit it with the with the thing and i believe that yeah uh, with this thing it's better to have like some kind of flexible technology like cantico than something uh, that would be really like presented as composable and is not really at the end. I'm not mentioning again psycho, but uh, they say that I have composable, but okay Yeah, just buying a lot of things putting them together at the end. What is the cost of ownership? Uh, That's a know, good question
0: well i'll I'll say i'm I'm nothing if not pragmatic. You know, after over a decade in the industry, you know, we love our buzzwords, no doubt about it. And, and I think, I think the important part, right, really just to maybe pull it out of uh, what you just said. And I think it maybe underlines the entire conversation we're having here is make the right choice for you, make the right choice for your users and, and plan. Uh, that's how we increase digital maturity. That's how we increase customer experience and then ultimately enable digital transformation um you know mm-hmm. in, inside of inside of our organization so you know maybe to maybe bring things to a close here you know i'd love i'd love to give you the opportunity to to say a few words about the maturity calculator that you guys have have created i think that's a maybe a wonderful piece of of how we can recommend action to some of our listeners based on the the tooling that you guys have have built up
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because yeah, uh, I, I didn't think about mentioning it uh, earlier when we were talking about uh, living by your principle and, and going through, and what Kentico can do with digital maturity. Also, like in the fact uh, casually, I think that the digital maturity has always been in the center of uh, Kentico strategy, uh, whether it will be about educating people, meaning that we are trying to through the marketing, through our website content, and through comprehensive tools such as this digital maturity calculator that we have just launched. And I think that uh, American Eagle will be one of the first to really uh, push it also. Maybe you can tell me more about it. <laughs> that would be interesting for me to, to see uh, what well, yeah, well, uh, your own opinion about the digital maturity calculator. But basically, it's, a, it's based on our digital experience maturity model. Uh, this model is presenting seven stages of digital maturity from the simple home to the hamlet, to the village, to the town, the city, and the metropolis. Each evolution is representing a level of digital maturity. So it's our digital maturity model that is available uh, everywhere, hopefully uh, on a website. And then we have added another layer with this digital maturity calculator. This is a new online tool where you can just take a a, a quiz uh, answering 13 questions and that will allow you to to reassess your level of digital maturity and what it means to you, uh, which is important. it won't it won't only tell you uh, where you are, but what you can do to go to the next level. And if this next level is actually a good thing for you because for some people, there is no need to be a metropolis. Actually, it's, it's very good to be a village if you if your needs are to be a village. that's that's also. Very good. So I think that's one of the, the, the things that we are trying to do with Kentico is educating people through this kind of tools and, and content. And also you mentioned it uh, before, the, the other part of this uh, of this action that we can have in Kentico is really providing the tools uh, and the features to help you optimize your digital experience and to, to act on it. Once you, you understood the difficulty that you are facing, maybe the, the you have some tools such as Marketing automation, content personalization, uh, email marketing management. You uh, mentioned also A/B testing, website optimization. That's that's all the kind of tools that are inside Kentico that will allow you to really work on your digital maturity for real. Yeah, and I think that that's how we are closing the loop.
0: Yeah, and uh, some of the things that Jonathan's mentioning here, right in the context of of digital maturity and the model and what he's framing as sort of the size of your city we're gonna have uh, these resources available in, in the links uh, connected to the to the show here. So for those that are listening, we'll make sure that some of these resources are available um, for you uh, to take a look at. Otherwise, there's plenty of digital maturity resources on the Kentico website as well as, as the American Eagle site. So, Jonathan, I, I think that, that about wraps us up for today. So I just want to thank you for, for the chat we had. I think it's it's very insightful and certainly things that we don't want to lose focus on. So to all our listeners, thank you for tuning into the future by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you want us to cover a topic or submit feedback, email us at tomorrow at American Eagle and let us know. Be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to them. to so stay up to date with us while you're at it. Give us a rating and share this podcast with others to prepare them for the future. Don't forget to follow us on social media. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm your guest host, Wes McChristian. Tim we will catch you in the next lesson.